Welcome to Control C, a podcast where friends get together to discuss, enjoy, and tear movies apart. On our Christmas episode today, our holiday special that we like to do just for you, we're going over The Christmas Chronicles, the 2018 movie directed by Clay Cadis, starring Kurt Russell as a very, very different kind of Santa Claus. <laughs> On today's episode, we have Cece. Hello. You've got Chris. I don't ho ho ho. Yeah, you do. Yeah, no, you I, do. No, I don't. <laughs> um, and our other two lovable lugs are off uh, doing holiday activities. I'm sure. No, uh, no, so they're 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 the elves helping Santa. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's what. Um, so it's just the three of us today, and uh, it is our holiday episode. So happy holidays, everybody! Merry happy holidays! holidays. <laughs> Merry holidays! <laughs> um, so I got the honor of picking this year's uh, holiday movie. Instead of some sort of horror, horrifying horror movie that Billy always makes us watch, <laughs> and while Krampus is, while I did enjoy Krampus somewhat, and the other one I've apparently blocked from my memory because I can't remember it off the top of my Last head. Last year's Elf. movie was Elf. Was it? Yes. Oh yay! I don't. I don't remember it. <laughs> you guys know I don't. I don't go back that far. I can't remember last week. Anyway, I'm really excited about this one because this was a nice surprise movie for me last year on Netflix. I like Kurt Russell just kind of in general and i love uh movie caper movies with santa and there's there was an interesting thing that netflix did with this one that i had never seen before um so we can talk about that a little bit but overall how did we like it loved it um so i remember i started watching this last year when Uh it first got put on netflix and i'm not exactly sure what happened but I didn't give a damn at the beginning of it, and it just looked weird, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm out of this movie, and I turned it off. I am happy to say I regret doing that, and I kind of yeah. hate the fact that I didn't watch it last year. <laughs> well, you've seen it now? He's my favorite Santa. Yep, right? <laughs> He's legitimately my favorite Santa. That That is the type of Santa I think would be a realistic Santa. Oh, With yeah. as much magic and bullshit as there was, that you know right. that sadly it's not true. Um, he, he is the best representation of santa and the part i love the most is how much he hates everybody else's visualization of him and he just keeps calling him a fat guy it's like oh because i'm not fat oh because the third was of course i don't I mean i can't blame you if somebody eats that many cookies i'm sure they'll get fat but you know who doesn't get fat this guy doesn't get fat i loved it it was wonderful and the fact that he bends over in the police station does my ass look that big <laughs> smacks it a few times <laughs> Just, yeah, it's just like, yep, that's like, that's perfect. Yep. Totally see it. <laughs> so the main, the main plot for this one is essentially there's this brother and sister who the sister is like a true believer and the brother doesn't believe in Santa anymore. And their dad has died. He was a firefighter, died in a fire. And they're all real sad. And mom can't be home for Christmas because she's working three jobs to support everybody. Is and that what so, was happening, or was it that she was yeah, avoiding yeah. the family? I think it was a little bit of both. Okay. So, because at the end, she comes back, and she's like, I just really, you know, I wanted to spend Christmas with you guys, so, like, she worked out whatever at work. Whatever. Anyway. Um, Christmas so, miracle. Right? Was the so, end the of sister... Shift. Yeah. <laughs> time to go home anyway. <laughs> I really mean it. I really <laughs> wanted to just be home with you guys. Time to clock out. <laughs> 
so um, the kids set up a camera to try and catch Santa, um, and they end up doing so. But in doing so, they also pretty much wreck Christmas around the world, um, and they have to try and help Santa get it together. Let's or go he back. Tries- go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. go ahead. No, you go. Right, let's let's go back a little bit because th- I think you're underselling <clears throat> what they did to capture Santa. I am. Because Go for it. that scene was a straight up scene out of Home Alone. Like I feel like this was like the continuation to Home Alone. If the person breaking in was Santa, like whoever did this film watched Home Alone and went, "Fuck, that'll work for Santa." And then that's how they got the idea. Because that Santa, <laughs> there's fish wire everywhere. There's bells hanging. There's a hole in the closet. There, like. It was super elaborate. Like, we got to give them credit. Like, that was freaking brilliant. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> in fact, they're falling as- they fall asleep in the closet that they're trying to hide from. <laughs> Ice cream buckets everywhere, popcorn, chip bags. Her I foot mean. was in the popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> I miss those days as a kid, just falling asleep randomly. <laughs> I remember when it used to be a treat to fall, under- fall asleep under the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, are you fucking kidding? I'm not like, I won't be able to move in the middle in the morning. Yes. (laughs) Is the Christmas tree hanging from the ceiling above my bed? Perfect. (laughs) I will absolutely sleep under the Christmas tree. (laughs) Sleep on the floor. I never did that. You you used to sleep under the Christmas tree. Um, we not like on Christmas Eve or anything, but like before presents and stuff got done, but like the lights and the ornaments were on. Mm -hmm. We would um, occasionally like just crawl up under there and just like look at all the lights and the sparkly stuff okay that i did do i would lay down underneath the tree and look up because i thought it was yeah. always cool to see the branches and lights and stuff so yeah we would, we would occasionally try and convince our mom to let us sleep under there mm. didn't always work <laughs> sometimes we just snuck out there anyway and did it <laughs> hi Lindsay's mom <laughs> yeah that was i don't know I, I i really enjoyed the film and even though like i said there was a lot of bs to it i feel that they kind of brought a sense of realism to the role of Santa Claus. There was a lot... Considering there were CGI elves, but a real Santa Claus, yes, I agree. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the thing, like... (laughs) Those elves. There's just, like, obviously all fake, clearly. Magic is not existing, sadly. But... Different type of magic. (laughs) Um, But realistically, when you think of it, like, they gave you explanations yeah. to make Santa more believable right? within the method. So, like, oh, the elves, and how does he get the presents, and how does the bag work? Oh, well, the bag is actually a fucking wormhole that leads <laughs> you to the North Pole. And it leads you straight to the factory where right. the, sh- the presents are shipped into this vortex, and that's how Santa pulls them out of the bag. Like, literally, yeah. that's what it is. It's a fucking black hole, like a wormhole that just connects the two. How... How does the sleigh go through, you know, to everybody in the world? They're easy. There is a globe that he has to set the destination, and you go through, you literally warp time and space mm-hmm. to be able to do it. All right, cool. We now have a somewhat, <laughs> I hate to say it this way, we have so a scientific way of it happening. Santa is a time lord. Yes. 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 That's exactly that's where what I was getting to. to. No, that's yep. where I was getting at, exactly, actually. I had a little another step, but you got to it. Um, yep. And a magician. And a magician. And then, yeah, no, I, I liked it. It was, 
for someone who doesn't necessarily connect too much with this sort of thing, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, th- I thought it was a great time. So one of the things that Netflix did with this one that I've literally... Well, I'm sure they've done it did again it with, since, but... Well, they definitely did, because what was the name of that movie where you, it was like a choose-your-own-adventure that they did? Um... Vanderbilt, something like that? Sure. Alright, and also Armstrong. Stretch okay. Armstrong. <laughs> oh, the kid, the children's ones? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but what was cool about this one was when we were watching it, there was like a big action scene. And uh-huh. all of a sudden, pops up this little thing saying, do you want to watch that again? Oh, cool. What? And it, I don't know if it was just at the, when they originally <clears throat> let it go through, or if it's still there now. But it was, like, one of the big sleigh ride action scenes where, like, the sleigh is crashing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, almost as soon as that was done and the dialogue starts, there was a little, you know how they have, like, the little skip intro thing at the bottom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was it was literally something that says, do you want to see that again? And if you clicked yes, it popped you back to the beginning of that action scene and replayed it again. Oh, wow. Okay, so I don't know if it's still on there. I did not see it, but that would have been cool. Yeah, because yeah, ironically, there were like enough, two or three of those. Ironically enough, during that scene, I was like, "Fuck, I want to rewind it." Yeah, yeah, there were a couple. I, there were at least two. There might have been three, but there were definitely just a little quick. Hey, do you want to watch that again? Hmm. Which is fucking genius because you know you there are going to be the kids who are like, "I want to see it again. Rewind it. I want to see it again. Rewind it over and over and over mm-hmm. again." Please. Yeah, let's it's just press the repetition. button. It'll be it'll be easier. Exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> no, it was again. I go back to like I just I hate saying it this way, but it made Santa more believable. Good. No, I really, I I really enjoyed Kurt Russell as Santa. I did too. Um, he looked fantastic too. That yeah. beard fits him like <laughs> perfect. I'm like, yep. damn, he looks good. Yep, I actually read an entire article about how people, um, how this one reviewer was concerned about how many people were going to be um, uh, now overly attracted to Santa because Kurt Russell is gorgeous. <laughs> and he's gorgeous as an old man, and now he says Santa. And, you and now he's Santa, and a lot of women everywhere want to sit on his lap and tell him what they want for Christmas. Yep. Yes. Yep. Which... <laughs> Although, so I called who who Mrs. Claus was like at the beginning. I'm like, if that's not, if actually my original comment was, if Mrs. Claus is not Goldie Hawn, I'm mm-hmm. gonna be pissed. Mm-hmm. Really? And yeah, because why why wouldn't it be like he keeps talking about Mrs. Claus, Mrs. Claus? So you know you're gonna see her eventually. Yeah. So why would you cast anybody other than her? And then if you go through the IMDb trivia, it's like a mat like so the dad, the firefighter dad. Mm-hmm. That's Goldie Hawn's son. Um, oh. oh. That's Oliver Hudson. And he, um, so he's in it. Um, one of their, one of their grandsons is in it. Um, what, I forget which, I feel like he said he wanted to, it was one of the kids that was saying, I want to snowboard or something. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, and then like, as you're going through the list of, um, you know, the naughty and nice names and whatever, like several of their family members' names are on the list. Oh, sure. oh, cool! So, like, they just went ahead and made it like an entire family affair. Well, what better way of making a family film than to just have your family in it? Exactly. And when you're Kurt Russell, then you get to do that. <laughs> and when you're that talented, nobody who's going to tell you no. Yeah, seriously. Right? Like, I mean, it was. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, that better be Goldie Hawn. I'm like, yeah. that's that's that would be 
pointless. Yeah, and because why she's bother? yeah, and um, the fact that she was only going to be in there for two, three, four minutes. Yeah, yeah. To be honest with you, I did not expect it. I I don't know why I didn't expect it. I think I I really did get caught up in this film. Like I won't lie, I was really like into it. I was very much like, oh, that's funny. Oh my god, it's awesome. Okay, go back. It actually engaged me in a point where I didn't even have time to think about what would happen next. I was just in it for the ride at this point. So, like, well, I enjoyed good. it. <clears throat> yeah, no, like, I'm telling you, Kurt Russell Santa was literally my buy-in. The way he reacted to everything <laughs> was my buy-in. The fact that he was very much, uh, sure, a good guy, but still didn't care, and he was just, like, this abrasive to an extent, but at the same time still awesome, nice character, he made he felt more real. Like, well, that's what I liked about it. Like, <clears throat> you look at Santa in every other film, and... Yeah, he's this fat, jolly guy, and sure, you love him, and blah, 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 but let's be real, not everybody's nice like that all the time. Not everybody is going to be dealing with turmoil, you know, with a ha-ho-ho-ho all the time. And just the fact that we're sitting, we sit in a world where we're constantly complaining about the way other people view us, that to see Santa, of all people, like, pissed off over the portrayal that people have of him because nobody's seen him in person... It was awesome. Like, I just, I loved yeah. the resentment he had versus the Coca-Cola Santa. And it, it was it was great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, actually, I think my favorite, <clears throat> my favorite scene in the whole movie is the jailhouse. First yes. of all, they arrest mm-hmm. Santa. Like, oh, yeah. And then it turns into some magical rock and roll. The dude from the E Street Band is there jailhouse to play with rock. them. That's yeah, House Rock. It's Christmas Rock. All right, ladies. <laughs> Christmas. Like, it was. It was fantastic. Christmas. <laughs> and then the fact that all the cops are back there, just enjoying it, not not wondering where the piano, <laughs> the drums, the two guitars, all the mic stands, the, the fact, dresses. the dresses. Yeah, the stage. <laughs> Just the stage. stage. But here's the best part of that scene. <laughs> They're all sitting there jamming, looking at the music, and all the inmates are playing the, 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 the instruments and jamming out. The music ends, and they just walk back like nothing fucking happened. Yep. <laughs> like, just like, everybody leaves with the exception of the two cops. The one who didn't believe it, and the one who had seen the reindeer fly, who looked at his sergeant and was like, BOOM! I quit! <laughs> Because <laughs> he was so excited. He's like, fuck you. I told you it was true. You son of a bitch. He just left. And they flew away. And everybody else was just like, all right, cool. It's done. Let's go back to what we were doing. Like, nothing fucking happened. Like, that's what I love the most about it. And then, all of a sudden, the one cop is sitting there. And then the the darn um, chainsaw. Oh, the chainsaw that comes to the roof as they're trying <laughs> to break Santa out. And to break Santa out, and the guy is just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and he just drops the hat. Yeah, yeah, I know, I should have had my spare. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then he finally just lets him out, and then the guy is like, okay, have a good one. And yeah. goes magically up through the hole. <laughs> well, and here, here's the awesome part about that. Santa had his hat on. He still waited for the police officer to open the door. Yep. Yeah. Like that that is the point where you realize with with as powerful as he is, which you learn at the end of the movie, 
First of all, this entire movie, the reason he's arrested and the reason these kids are helping to save Christmas is because Santa lost his hat, and that's the magic. Like, literally. His hat is what makes him fly. His hat is what turns him into coal dust so he can get in and out of houses. His hat is what basically controls the magic. He's here in jail. He doesn't escape. And literally, after he gets his hat back, which you're like, oh, man, he has his magic again, he waits for the door to open. And then you get to the final scene of the film where you realize... Santa didn't need no fucking hat. He's fucking yeah. Santa. Like, what is wrong yeah. with you? Why would you even think through the film that he needed a stupid hat? Right, because that's so problematic that all of the magic is in the hat. Like, yep. But here's the thing. It was brilliant because with this Santa, I felt that they wanted to show you a more realistic Santa. Yeah. So because of everything else, you 1,000% buy into it. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, it makes sense. The, the magic's in the hat. I don't know why you think it makes sense, because none of this shit makes sense. But you're like, yeah, the magic's in the hat. Because at the end of the movie, you realize that even though Santa's in this crisis, he is still trying to help the, the, two, the, the, two. Two, the two kids. Well, in this aspect, the um, the boy, trying to get him to become the true believer. Right. Again, and the reason I think, I think the whole reason why he's no longer a true believer is because of his dad. Yeah. So he's he's doing all of this, even putting Christmas in jeopardy to bring this boy back to true believer. Yep. So he does it all. And it's because just because he, he understands the stakes. That yep. The kid is not going to believe it unless it's absolutely realistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, that was that one that hit me hard after at the end of it when I realized that Santa did everything just to bring this kid back to a true believer and to believe in Christmas again and to... To heal them, basically. To heal them. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, (gasps) okay, I can do this. (laughs) You know, the family was very segmented. It was... was, That's what I liked about it. It It was about healing the family. I don't know. It was... It didn't feel like your traditional Christmas film. It didn't feel like it was supposed to be this... Make you feel good, happy, go lucky, yay, Christmas! It it felt like a caper story. It yeah. felt, mm-hmm. you know, it felt like oh crap, we got to sneak Santa out of here. We got to help him out. We got to fit. We have to fix Christmas, and it felt yeah. more real. The stakes, you felt like there were actual stakes. Like I know that every single Christmas film that has Santa in it, it's always about Christmas possibly being ruined. Like that that theme has been driven to death. But out of all of the films we've seen, this one, to me, does that same story the best. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I thought this was this was just an amazing film. And it's fun. It was entertaining. It had plenty, plentiful of um, heartfelt moments. Yep. And then, you know, when they get... <laughs> when the bag gets um, kidnapped by the bad guys because it gives gifts out. And <laughs> to find out that as they open it up, every single one of them is a coal. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. So, and then, you know, um, I think his name is Jack. The He almost the gets, the boy, almost gets taken away by the elves, and the chainsaw is, like, really <laughs> close to some parts. <laughs> you know? I love that scene, the swarm of the elves coming out of the bag. So, we're, we're skipped a little bit. Let's go back. Okay. So, Santa's bag, as we mentioned, is a wormhole. 
And of course, the elves are within the bag because they're helping Christmas sort through the gift. Sorry, they're helping Santa sort through the gifts and basically putting them where they need to go so he can grab them as they go. So there's some elves in the bag. Most of the elves are back in headquarters, of course. But when this whole scene is happening, it, they, Jack is trying to get the bag because they had lost the bag, so they need to get the bag to get the presents. They get caught up with some gangbangers, and that's when the coal starts to happen, but then when the elves start to come out, it is literally this, like... So you guys remember the fifth grade of volcanoes? <clears throat> yep. Your fifth grade baking soda volcano? <laughs> that's basically all I could think about. It's just... Your fifth grade science project volcano where you put baking soda and vinegar and it just kind of boils out. That's how it was with the elves. Just kind of like pouring out of this bag. Just like in it, like everywhere. And it was it, it was just non-fucking-stop. And here's another thing. I like the elves in this film better than any other Christmas movie. Sure, they're CGI, but you know what? The fact that they weren't little people, the fact that they were like these little creatures... Even more so makes me, to me, makes them more believable as elves. Because of the magical aspect I hate to say more believable because it's just so far-fetched Anyways. bullshit. But realistically, it just, that's how it felt. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like the fact that they weren't like these short people, like yeah. humanoid, tiny people. I, I, I didn't like that. I like the fact that they were, you know, kind of furry. They're, they had different ones. There were different variations. I like the one who was basically like... Um, the dangerous one oh, I never get to play. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. Well, it seems like a lot of people agreed with us. Um, well, a lot of... Let me say, say that again. Most of the critics didn't like this movie, but most of the people who watched it liked the movie. Okay, so now I'm curious. Why, did, why was it not received well critically? Because I... So far... Out of the Netflix movies we've watched, I've noticed that a lot of films on Netflix get negative reviews from most critics. And I kind of feel that we're getting to a point where the way that critique is being done on streaming services, they're they're automatically taking points off. You know what I mean? Like, I feel that a lot of film critics are looking at film and the fact that it's changing from the media that it used to be to a more streaming type of media and more digital type of media... That if a film comes out in theaters, it's automatically going to have an advantage over a film that comes out, out of all places, on Netflix. Yeah. I fear that, like, when something comes out on Netflix, it automatically is being deduced points. So, I'm going to uh, read you a portion of the Entertainment Weekly review by Dana Schwartz in November of last year. And I think that the way she starts it... She didn't hate it. She gave it a B. But this is how she starts her review. It says, Somewhere deep in the bowels of the, of the Soviet-style bunkers that serve as Netflix headquarters, a single raven caws and coughs up a tightly rolled scroll. The Netflix majordomo hurries to unravel it. The raven caws but once a month at midnight on the day of the fullest moon, and no one has ever has discovered where the scrolls come from. But heed them they must. With a stricken-faced... With a stricken face, the Netflix majordomo silently reads the most recent declaration. Well, says, well, the Raven Master asks, his voice booming so loudly it rattles the door of <laughs> Noah Siento's holding cage. And in answer, the majordomo simply holds out the small strip of parchment. 
We must obey it, sir, he murmurs. We have no choice. The Raven Master does not respond. He takes the parchment, crumples it in his gloved fist, and lets it fall to the floor. Its intricate calligraphy is still visible. Kurt Russell as Hot Santa. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then, Hold on, before you continue, what's the author's name? Dana. All right, everybody, go give her a click. Like, seriously. <laughs> yeah, right? But, um, and then it says, if that's not exactly how the pro... Exactly the process of how the Christmas Chronicles on Netflix came Netflix came into existence. Existence, I have to imagine, it's pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um. So yeah. So basically, that right there goes exactly with what you just said, Chris. Because it seems like they're predisposed to dislike anything from a stream- streaming service. Even if they kind of like it, okay, I'll give it a B. You know, there was this thing that I liked and that thing that I liked. It's on Netflix, so clearly they just, you know, threw a dart at the board and came up with some random shit to make. See, and I just, that just seems unfair because it's, this was a fantastic film. It really was. And I just, it's one of those, I wonder what it would have been like if it actually went to theaters. I think it probably wouldn't have done very well. And I think Netflix is probably exactly where it needed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, but <clears throat> why do you think you wouldn't have done one in a, in a standard cinematic release? Um, because kids' Christmas movies don't typically do. I mean, when what's the last kids' Christmas movie you saw in the theater? Uh, Santa Clauses. Right? No. Or maybe like even the original Elf. Santa Claus. No, not yeah, even yeah. Elf. I, I watched no? Elf on home theater. Yeah, so I think that it's just they don't even bother to try because it's too fickle. Because. Um, Disney and um, Harry Potter and all those they've just dominated so for so long that they don't even sure. bother to try anymore See, so getting it on a streaming service is probably the best thing they could have done sure <clears throat> but yeah it, it just it kind of I'm slightly jaded and which is part of why I like the fact that we've been doing a couple of more streaming films um, more so over the past couple of months than we have in the past just because I kind of feel like those films don't get their fair shake. I really do feel that if you you could have the same film, put it on in theaters, and it will automatically do better than if you put it on Netflix. And granted, it could be presumptuous of me to th- uh, think so, but I just I feel like I feel like the majority of film critics are having a hard time letting go of the way film was. Well, and that actually, I mean, that's like a whole ugh, god that's like a whole other conversation because um it's scorsese and <clears throat> coppola yeah who have come out and said that like netflix movies aren't really movies like that's not what theater is about not what film is about and all that stuff and it's i feel like i feel like they're not wrong but they're not right i think it's a double-edged thing there's some i mean it what it boils down to is some stuff just shouldn't be made at all. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is accurate. Like, you could spend your money and make something better with better people. And there's plenty of great scripts out there from struggling artists who could connect better than some of the trash that they put out there. Yeah, people but, who are actually making stuff that, that would be amazing but are having a hard right? time getting the, the eyes that they need. But at the same time, they put trash in the theaters, too. Oh, yeah. There have been plenty of trash movies that we've seen in the theater over, the, over our lifetimes that probably should have gone straight to DVD or straight to streaming service instead of going into a big theater. Yeah. I think, 
See, I, I agree from the sense, and, and, and in regards to the comment of Scorsese and Capaldo, I, I, I can see them not letting go because, yes, new media is different than the old cinematic. You know what I mean? There, there is a difference to it. There's, there's a sort of beauty to the grain on film. There's a sort of beauty to... like I, I've done photography, or I did photography for years, and when I, digital photography started coming in, I had a very hard time wanting to go digital because of the tactile feel, because of the magic. Like, I, one of the biggest things about photography for me was... I have a piece of paper. I put it into this vat of water. Mm-hmm. Magic picture. Yeah. You know, and just randomly comes up and you see it. So, like, that was part of what it got to me. So, to me, the digital age just didn't kind of connect for a long time. And I, and I see that that's kind of what's happening now. So, I understand where they're coming from in terms of the traditional media. But where I do agree with them and I can't connect with that statement is based on something you said, spinning it off of something you said, is that some movies shouldn't fucking be made. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think that for, in order to appease an audience, we have more media now than we've ever had in general. How many podcasts are there now? How many YouTube shows are there now? How many games are there now? How many movies? It's just never a never-ending stream. And I think that streaming services in an effort to have more content for people to be able to enjoy and continue to use their services are greenlighting a lot of stuff that shouldn't be fucking greenlit. Yeah. And there is a, there still there still is a more stringent um, control over the traditional media and rede- releasing things on a cinematic scale because it costs so much more money. And I don't and I don't disagree. I understand that they you know to make those kinds of things. My example that I've been using lately is Aquaman. Yeah. Aquaman, not the best superhero movie ever made, but it's, it was, I thought, pretty good. Mm-hmm. But while I was watching it in the theater, first of all, I need to tell our audience, I can't see 3D properly because of my astigmatism. There's no amount of 3D glasses, whatever. I have 100%. to be, like, yep. staring straight at the screen, don't move my head, you know, like neck pain, whatever, and then, and then if it moves too fast, it just, I can't see it at all, right? So I have to see it in regular 2D. Mm-hmm. So when I see a 2D, even in IMAX, <clears throat> I'm looking at this screen, and I'm like, the entire time thinking, this is going to look so much better on my TV at home, mm-hmm. where it'll be brighter, and the details will come out better. Mm-hmm. So you've got this big, epic movie, Right. It's gorgeous. It's beautifully done. Not just the graphics, but the actual scenery that when they're on land and stuff. Mm-hmm. And all I'm thinking is, it's so dark. I can't wait to see this when I'm at home, where I can have it nice and bright, and I can t- pay t- better attention to all of the details on the screen. Because you also, with the screen, too, you're, you're, you're having, in the movie theater, you're having to kind of go side to side. Yeah, depending yeah. on where you sit, you're doing the whole tennis well, see, thing. Yeah. But see, every time I go to the movies with you guys, we always sit in the middle. Yeah. My ass, when I go by myself, I park it as far back as I possibly can. Sometimes I sit in the corner, like the back left or the back right corner, so I can see the whole screen at once instead of having to do the back and forth mm-hmm. thing. No. So it's, you know, it's it's all about... Location, at, location, location. Right? At the, <laughs> well, and then at, also... I mean, at this point, it's it's come down to <clears throat> we have so many options 
be able to watch it in whatever format that we want, that the the powers that be have to be able to account for all of those. And I guess it's probably getting a lot more difficult to do so. Well, I mean, also, too, you know, to take a family out to a theater, it is expensive. Yeah. yeah. Anytime we go to the theater. Last time, hell, the last time we went to, like, a major really... Well, actually, I'm not even going to go to the last time. I'm going to go to the most memorable time. Mm-hmm. We went to go see um, Star Wars Rogue Story. Sure. Um, Rogue One, sorry. <clears throat> so, we took only our oldest. It was literally CC. AJ and myself. Mm-hmm. Between the tickets and between concessions, we spent a hundred and ten dollars. Shit! What the hell did you buy? We went to this was uh, so you remember the movie theater by my house? It was when it first opened up. So okay. uh, we we were basically it was like oh let's go there and we didn't know better. Uh, so we bought I think a thing of popcorn, a hot dog, a thing of nachos, and like two drinks. That's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, like it was insane. We spent over a hundred dollars <throat> to watch this one film, versus going home, buying it digitally, and just watching it in the comfort of my own home in my pajamas if I freaking feel like it. Yeah, you know, with the light on, with the light off, with the AC on, with the AC low, with the warm heater on if it's cold. Yeah, whatever I want, as comfortable as I, want, I can eat steak and watch it, versus still and still spend less money than going to the freaking movie theater. <clears throat> you know. So th- there's a lot to be said about that. And I think that's part of why the media is changing so much is because things are getting too expensive to go watch it out there. I, I, for one, can't wait for the moment for a new movie to come out and be able to just watch it at home. Mm-hmm. To forget going to the movies. And that's just kind watch of, it at home. And that's why I'm really liking the Netflix releases because, I mean, yeah. they're, they are getting pretty good. And, you know, this okay. this Christmas Chronicle mm-hmm. one would have been be the perfect family movie at home. So, Cece, do you like the cheesy Lifetime Hallmark movies? I love them. The, okay, hold on. There hold on, are hold on, so hold on, many. Hold on. Wait, wait. Hi, time this out. is my wife. I know. I just wanted to make sure before I, because <laughs> I, I thought she did. So I don't want to assume. <laughs> but Netflix is going to have, like, a smear of them this year. Like, cheesy, romantic, dumbass, horrible movies just for our enjoyment. So you won't even miss Hallmark and Lifetime this year because they'll oh, have enough to cover you. What? So look for our reviews in uh, January, February-ish <laughs> uh, for the, all those Hallmark movies that season's oh, about no. to pick. Yeah, really. <laughs> now, I watched um, one of the Christmas... I can't even remember what it was, but it was like Christmas... Um, Christmas... The Christmas Prince. Christmas. And the Royal Wedding. That one was cheesy, oh. and oh my god, I loved it. It was fantastic. Right? adorable i love that i love uh rose mciver yes just, you know there's another one coming this year it's the royal baby yes oh sweet it's gonna be terrible it is it's gonna be fantastic <laughs> love it. i can't wait i love these terrible movies i don't know why uh, they're my happens. kind of terrible <laughs> yes <laughs> what movie oh no never mind it was when we were I don't know if... No, the episode won't have come out by the time this one comes out. So, look forward to our Spaceballs episode, because that was one of those, like, stupid (laughs) movies that I like. But we all have those. I mean... Yeah. (laughs) Mine was that one. You guys have your hallmarks, and everybody has them. Sometimes, sometimes stupid means great. All right? Like, there's a time and a place for things, and I remember one time in one movie specifically that I remember that is the stupidest movie, and I would never recommend it, but it was very much enjoyed by me. Dumb and Dumber 2. When Dumber Dumber 2 came out, 
when Dumb and Dumber 2 came out, it came out at one of the, the, the darkest points in my life. Ray and I had had the worst week possible, and we literally were getting out of work, and we were like, I'm going to go watch fucking Dumb and Dumber 2 and just shut our brains off for like two hours. Nice. <laughs> and that's exactly what we did. So it happens. It happens. But out of cheesy movies, out of corny movies, out of Christmas movies specifically, yeah, this one is among my top five when it comes to like Christmas films, I think. I don't know exactly where, but I will say that it's definitely at the top there. Yeah, I, I would have to like, sit there and see... pick it out. Yeah, I can see myself rewatching this. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm going to rewatch this. I'm going to show this to the kids. I think the kids will love this one. <clears throat> I think AJ's old enough to enjoy a weird <laughs> Santa. Yeah. You know what I mean? A little slightly less than the norm. I think he'd appreciate that a little more. Um, because he is getting to that year. Like, I think he still I think he still believes, to be perfectly yeah. frank. I think he still does. But I think he is very suspicious. Yes, he's getting to that he's point. He's just not sure. He's he's too shy to ask. He's getting, I think, to that point where he's putting two and two together and just trying like make sense of it all, but he hasn't quite he hasn't done what I did to find out whether Santa's real or not. What did you do? I asked Santa to be a Power Ranger or I'd stop believing in him. <laughs> I got straight up to the point. I was like, Santa, I don't want anything this year other than to be a Power Ranger. Make it happen or I won't believe with you. Thanks. Something along those lines. Not to that not that rude, clearly. I was sure. I was I wanna say I was like nine. I honestly don't remember. Something like I that? Stop how I found out. Yeah, I was around nine or ten tops. Like I like I'm pretty sure it was before eleven. And I just kinda was like, Alright man, I'm not a Power Ranger today. <laughs> Go screw yourself, you're clearly fake. <laughs> Mine was we were going through. And pictures. if you're a children, if you're a children, we're just joking. Santa's one thousand percent real. Hundred percent. And every once in a while, our parents are elves. <laughs> That's how I found out because my mom, my mom had taken pictures of dad putting the bikes together that were from Santa. <laughs> <laughs> well, Santa dropped off the box. Yep. <laughs> Some assembly required. Right. <laughs> That's what my mom told us. <laughs> hey! 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 Santa is not going to hire you guys for Christmas. That's not how this works. Nope. All right, let's get into some ratings. <laughs> All right, go ahead. No, you go. You're the one chuckling. Uh, sorry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give. I'm going to give this four and a half jingle balls. Nice. I was thinking five blinky balls. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Lindsay. Uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, five out of five magic hats. All right. So, oh, um, tear jerk moment. Sure. The old ornament that Jack gets. Oh. Oh. Okay, so Jack's Jack's Power Ranger wish is that he wants to see his father. And he doesn't know if Santa's within his power to bring him back. And at the end of the film, Santa does leave him the note. You know, sadly, that's out of my power. This is the best I can do. Yeah. That that ornament he grabs, he puts up the ornament, and in the ornament he sees his dad, and he gets to tell him the one thing that he didn't get to tell him. And here's where I'm confused. What he wanted to tell him was, I'm proud of you. Yep. But why? Did I miss something? Because he went back in to save. Oh, he yes, died so- by going back in. Okay, so I did yeah, miss yeah. something. Okay, got it. 
Okay, yeah. that's why I was like, wait a minute. He, what he you, sacrificed he his life to save others, and, and so even though even part. though you're angry at your, <laughs> <laughs> even though the kid was angry at him for doing it because it made him you know because he, he died, was, he was yeah. proud of him for doing stuff. Yeah. Exactly, I agree with you, Kylo. I do. <laughs> but yeah, no, that moment. Oh my god, I cried for what five minutes after that. Oh, <laughs> good lord. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yep, that hit me in the balls. The Christmas balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you for uh, like listening to our yeah, like a present. It's our present to you, the listener. Episode <laughs> <laughs> that was sort of about the Christmas Chronicles and sort of about uh, you know theater in general. <laughs> well, um, we're famous for going we're... on tangents. Let's face it. Yeah, I mean. At least it was a solid one-off tangent, and not like ten thousand ones. Yeah. And a, yeah. All right. So thank you to our Chris, our Chris cast, <laughs> and our CC cast. Technically, yep. Um, so uh, if you want to rate us, you always got to do a five, regardless That's how you get of attention. Yep. We see the fives. Um, only the fives get comments. So like, you can comment whether we're bad. You know, you hate us, you love us, whatever. But only the five registered comments, so don't bother doing a one. Yeah, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything for anybody. Um, plus, wouldn't even if you hate us, you should give us a five, because then more people will listen to us, and then you will have someone to talk about how much you hate us with. Yeah, and also, like, five. Merry Christmas. Right? Why not? <laughs> That's our Christmas. It's your present, it's yes. your present to us. <laughs> <laughs> because we deserve it. <laughs> Because we've been very good this year. We have. Uh, okay. Um, so thank you very much to our cast. And uh, check us out on all social media. We're on all podcast services pretty much everywhere. Um, and you can find us, as always, at geekandcast.com. Thank you and happy holidays. All right. I'm going to do it one time just for you. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. 